0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to HHWJ. Uh, we are back. I have Tom Lauer over here. Say hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. And I have Dave. Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi. And we have our special guest, Jamie Nummer. Hey, James.
2: Hey, guys. How's it going?
1: It is going well. How's your day? Excellent. Your day's excellent? It's really good, yeah. Huh. Wow. Interesting.
0: That might be a podcast answer. I
2: I think it was
1: a podcast answer. Now that I'm with you
0: guys Um, all collectively. You do have a drink in front of you now, too. And I have a beverage.
1: You definitely do. Jamie, tell us a little bit about yourself to start it off.
2: A little bit about myself, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to know? anything. Just an extraordinary guy. Okay. Does real estate.
1: An extraordinary guy who does real estate. Yes. Okay. Okay. Tell us about um your path that led you where you are today.
2: The path. Digging mm-hmm. the, deep, Jamie. What are you what are you getting at? Just be specific.
1: That's, a, that's as much as I'm giving you. Okay. Tell me where you came from and where you're at.
2: Well, I'm from Ionia, little boop, boop. little town in the middle of the state. Go Bulldogs. And um, and um, I moved over here about 10 years to the Detroit area. and uh, why? Why? I met I met someone. Oh, got married, yes. Okay. And you went down the wrong path. <laughs> well, no, it was the right path. It led me to here, you know. Aww. We're just going straight personal here. Oh yeah, we <laughs> yeah. are. <laughs> okay. So you
1: moved to Detroit 10 years ago. Yes. And what were you doing? When, when you moved to Detroit. When
2: I moved to Detroit, um, I had just finished playing music and um, took a little break and went to work at Quicken Loans. I had been in the mortgage business for, I don't know, 10 years before that. And um, the the crash was happening. And I said, all right, where am I going to go so I can make money? And
0: um, I went to Quicken. And Quicken. So all wait, right. let's back up. Let's talk about your music. We want to go way back, okay? Yeah, we want to go, go way to music. back. So let's oh, go yeah. to music. I, I've uh, the pleasure of knowing you because we share the same blood. We oh. do. Um, I've seen you in some music rock videos, like some real on MTV music videos. Is that right? Yes, and you've seen some pretty killer shows. too. Yes, I have. Yeah.
1: Was your when you were like doing shows? Was your hair thicker than it is now?
2: So hold on, hold on, <laughs> time out, time
3: out. I gotta Probably. take over. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta take over right here. So this guy <laughs> told me today that he had hair down past his ass. That's when he true. Twenty five. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm.
2: So I've been playing music since since way back. I've toured and been all over the country and I don't know, played well over a thousand shows in my life. I've played for five people and I've played for twenty five thousand people. So Yeah. What instruments do you play? Guitar and bass. A little skin flute
0: occasionally. What? Oh, really? <laughs> Wait, did wow. they say that? No, I, I don't know. No yeah. one's ever said it. I well, guess so. I mean, we're why not? Now. Yeah, I'm just going there. The sensors did not dump you. So, we're good. So, yeah. All right,
1: so you played music, you moved to Detroit, you worked at Quicken. Yeah. How long were you at Quicken?
2: I was at Quicken for three and a half years, something like that. Glorious. Years. How, Glorious How was years. that? It was, um, it was, it was really tough, super challenging. And, uh, I knew it was going to be challenging, but it was kind of like sales boot camp, you know, for all intents and purposes. And okay. I just applied myself and I did okay.
1: Okay. And I, then rumor you,
2: has it you won, you won the Rookie of the Year award at Quick Rookie Lones. Banker of the Year award. I did in 2009.
1: Do you get a trophy for that?
2: Did it? Was a, actually, it was an awesome plaque and it had a DeLorean model car attached to it and uh, the doors open and everything. I felt pretty special and they did give away. It was like a, an 80s day or something. So everybody had to dress up. And so anyway, I got, I went on stage and got the award. So that was pretty cool.
0: JP, do you know what a DeLorean is?
1: I do not. That's why I shook my head. Like, oh, okay. Back to the mm-hmm. future
0: car opens like that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Goes yeah. 88 miles an hour.
1: Okay. So you left Quicken and mm-hmm. you stuck with mortgages. I did. And you got into real estate.
2: Yeah. Just, uh, A few years ago. Got into real estate.
0: Yes. When did you write your first loan, Jamie? What year was it when you wrote your first ever loan?
2: The year 2001. Wow. I wrote my first loan and that was, I just got into it. A buddy of mine was into it and we happened to be roommates in um, the Marriott downtown Grand Rapids across from the Bob and we were Having a great time and that's when I was touring and doing stuff. So I decided to do mortgages so I could tour and still live life. And I did my first loan on my bed. I had this file <laughs> spread out. I was like, okay, so
0: I got a loan. Now what? Now what? Well, how how did it close? It? Ooh, yeah. Good question. Yeah, it did actually. Oh,
1: okay. Wow. Good. Do you
0: remember do you remember the uh the street name or the last name of the client? No, I don't do you remember okay. the price? It was a VA loan, I can tell you that.
1: Mm, okay. Mm. Okay. Full, full
0: BEPS. Big one. Yeah. So, uh, how was the mortgage business different back in 2001 compared to what it's like now? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was very different. Um,
2: you know, you basically had, you could just fog a mirror, uh, basically, and get a loan, stated income, stated assets. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild. That would have made my
1: life a lot easier when I just bought a house.
2: Well, yeah, it was a lot easier, <laughs> and that was the problem, right? So um, underwriting guides, guidelines were really loose. And the the money that, that was made back then, I saw a lot of people charge, because you could charge any amount of points mm-hmm. on a mortgage application, and that's all, all profit. So as long as the lender got the rate that they were looking for, you could add on, add on to it and make four
0: or five plus points. Wow, it's not like that anymore. It is not like that anymore. Good thing. Really, really skinny now. The margins have compressed from 2001 to now. So now, uh, you know, you're lucky to make two and a half points on a loan, right? Right. So how are there a lot less mortgage guys out there now? I think there
2: are fewer, fewer guys because not everyone could get licensed, right? The the people that were writing writing loans before um let's just say one of the stipulations when you when you when the uh licensing laws changed, you couldn't have felonies and other things on your background, and so not everyone qualified for a mortgage license and you have to take a test now.
1: so you got your <clears throat> record expunged, or how did that whole <laughs> book, how did that whole thing go down
2: well <clears throat> um trash in hotel rooms and that kind of stuff doesn't really show up
1: on oh gotcha, stuff, gotcha. You know? <laughs>
2: Jamie, um, so how long have you been with us now? How long have you been with Real Team? It's been like two and a half months now, something like, like that. 75 yeah. days or mm-hmm.
3: so. Mm-hmm. What have the last 75 days looked like for you?
2: <laughs> it was, uh, it's was. it been uh, like being dropped into a wind tunnel, you know, kind of like when I went to Quicken. It's, um, it's you know, th- throwing myself into the mix and learning to uh, digest and take everything and and try to keep up with all the exceptional figures around me. I mean, there's some pretty exceptional people in this company. So,
3: Jamie, can you name one thing that sticks with you that you hear him say every single day on the phones?
1: One thing that sticks and that Jamie says every day. on the Yeah, phone? I mean, he
3: says the same exact stuff on the phone every single day.
1: I was asked to give you a call. That's the one. That's the best thing ever. And I brought it to Oak Park, and everyone uses it there now.
0: Oh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. That's so hard. even can our, can you guys will play
0: that because I don't know if I've heard it.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm a I'm a web lead, right? Yeah. And ring, he it's, it's not new Rebleed, to be, to be clear, the right? P2s, it's not. right? Yeah, like P2s, like yeah, people P2. who haven't been okay. talked to. And have, go ahead. Ring, ring. Hello.
2: Hey, Jamie. This is Jamie over here at Real Team Real Estate. I was actually asked to give you a phone call today. How you doing?
1: You were? Who asked you to give me a phone call? Yeah,
2: actually, the owners asked me to reach out to you today. Um, just the market's really hot, and It's so
1: good. I love that. It's so good. So the ISA at Oak Park uses it now. It's huge. Yeah, it's great. Because if someone says, I'm take asking away you to call, people are like, what the fuck? Who okay. asked you? Right. Well,
2: actually, the owners of the company want to make sure we're reaching out to everybody in one. our database.
1: It's so good.
0: The, the person on the other end feels important. Yeah. Right? Like, what do you mean? The owners? The owners? Be, oh, okay. Right.
1: If they knew the owners, they would not feel important, but uh. they do because they don't know who they are.
0: Well, it's uh. perception's reality, right?
1: <laughs> I think the owners are awesome. <laughs> okay calm down um (laughs) all right so let's uh let's rewind so you've been with us for two and a half months why did you decide to come to real team after you were pretty successful in mortgages you were a partner in a real estate company right yeah so why'd you decide hey i'm gonna come to real team with all these young little turds running around blasting music all the time
2: strength in numbers keep going Strength in numbers and quality of people, integrity, environment. I like to be pushed. You know, I like to be around people that that also like to be challenged, that also like to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And um, not everyone's uh, accepting or wants to be in that environment. And uh, I guess I'm kind of a freak. I like the punishment. I like to. I like it. <laughs> so.
3: They say that you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with, right?
2: So That's a big thing kinda, for me. Kind of plays into that. It's a really big thing for me. Um because there are high quality people and high level people here, and that's who I want. I want people that I look up to and go, Wow, that you know, I want a piece of a part of what they do or how they are.
3: So real estate industry for eighteen years. Yeah. 18, 20, yeah. And you've been with real team for seventy five days. So what have you learned at real team that Maybe, I don't know, you picked up, you blew your mind or just something you just didn't know in the previous 18 years?
2: You know, I don't know that there's, not that I know everything, but I wouldn't say that it's anything that was revealed that I haven't seen before because I've seen a lot of stuff and met a lot of people and obviously quick and had the same similar environment, exceptional people, but the same thing keeps being reaffirmed and, and that's the uncomfortable surround yourself with amazing people um and you know i guess the one thing i will say thinking about it you know um is it, it's more of a kind of a family click that happens here there's more of a family vibe with everyone you know um whereas some of the other places yes it's competitive but this is more people are more engaged and um what's the word i'm looking for um not in tune but they're bought into each other right people are there's some loyalty there's some some mutual respect and they're bought into everyone's well-being from the ownership down to you know people cleaning i see people cleaning they come in here it turns out they know someone from the from the family and that's how they came into this whole thing and they know everybody as well so it all fits together.
1: I bet you that Jamie learned that he's really good at asking close-ended questions on the phone. He loves them.
2: <laughs> I learned that I developed so many bad habits <laughs> um, in over the last couple of years, and I got uh, yeah.
0: Well, let me ask you something about that. So, how often were you coached in the last two years? Never. Right. So, I think that's part of the big difference. You know, you when you're come from an environment where you're constantly coached, like at Quicken. Yeah. And you've got your director breathing down your neck, listening to every phone call. And then you get away from that. And boy, that lack of accountability feels so, so good.
2: Well, I, you know, unless you've been in that environment um, and you're comfortable with that, you're you're not going to ask for it by name. So the flip side, I'm the leader at the other company. And people are like, I don't want anything to do with this intense in-your-face accountability, transparency thing. So no, I didn't get that <laughs> right at all.
0: People were scared of it. Well, we're not scared of that, right, Jamie?
1: We're not scared of that. My favorite thing ever is to interrupt Jamie when he, Jamie will be on the phone and he'll ask a close-ended question, and I'll just scream no in the background. And then he just looks it's at true, me and like it's hit, totally he, true. Like, hits himself in the head. He's like,
2: "Fuck!" I swear. He's I had, like, "I
1: know I lost that one. I know I lost that one." I
2: swear, I had a nightmare. I just woke up to you saying no about some close-ended question. I'm like, what the hell's even going on right now? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's so good.
2: Jay- Jamie Proper has become your conscience. Oh my God! Oh God, help us! Oh God!
1: Hey, it's not a good conscience. I was going to try that. No, it's not good. <laughs> but
2: let's just be truthful. That hasn't happened in quite some time. At least a week. <laughs> at least I haven't been there in a few days. <laughs> at least a
1: but, week. Um. All right. Why would um? So you're at Real Team now. You are kind of getting back to your old ways. Your in it, you know what you're doing. Why would a client pick you over any other agent? Why would someone want to work with you?
2: Um, because I care and I know a lot.
1: That's very broad.
2: Okay. Well, <laughs> um, you're more clients are more than just a transaction to me. It's more than just hey, I want to close your deal so I can get paid. It matters to me, you know, what their family goals are, what they're trying to accomplish, and when and you know, understanding their situation, and it, it, it somewhat works against me because you know I'm a bit of an empath, so you got to be careful about getting sucked into situations. And you know, you can't ever care too much, but you know, um, I'm invested. I'm invested in the in the deal. I don't okay. think it's
3: a I don't think it's a bad thing to be. I mean, we talk about this all the time and being empathetic, right? I think that's yeah. it's important. That's how you that's how you bond with someone. That's how you build rapport. That's how you get them to trust you, right? Yeah. But that there's just,
1: a difference between being empathetic and being emotionally invested, right? In my opinion. Well,
3: uh, yeah, of course. Of um, course. But I mean, I, I don't think it's ever
2: a bad move to care about someone. You know I what I mean? I set up a setup. I hear a setup conversation going on you do here. what are you what are you getting at i'm not getting at anything i think that's in
1: your head what do you think i'm getting at yeah
2: what do you think she's getting at yeah <laughs> i was warned i'm just saying i was warned before i came in here about what crazy questions
1: there's no crazy questions we're just having a combo bud let me have it <laughs> Tommy, you got something for him i think he's ready for something but yeah who's the last
0: person you were with and why <laughs> oh, no
1: don't tell us that please um all right, buddy. So what does the first ninety minutes of your day look like? What do you do in the morning?
2: The first ninety days from the time I open my eyes or from the time I hit the office? First uh, ninety
0: minutes of your day from when your eyes open, what's your morning routine look like? Yeah. Oh your okay. first hour and a half of the day. What's that look like? First hour and a half is if it's consistent. It is
2: consistent. Um I wake up and I make so a wake days. up. Four thirty, five o'clock.
1: Which one is that? Because you said it was consistent.
2: <laughs> Mostly 4.30. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Okay, just just wanted to Mostly clarify. Gotcha, okay. And then I make a cup of coffee <laughs> and um, uh, I meditate and I journal and I do some yoga and uh, I focus on breathing and
0: um, that's it. How long is that routine? It's about an hour, hour and a half. So it's an hour of meditation, yoga, journaling. journaling. Yeah. Got it. Breathing.
1: And you have at your age you have one of those pill containers like the Monday through Sunday thing. I'm assuming <laughs> that you break that open.
2: Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> not for prescription
3: medication. <laughs> when you Okay, so you said you journal without getting too personal. Like what is it that you journal about? Is it work, is it life, is it both?
2: Um it's it's a lot of um you know some life stuff but it's it's mostly about my relationship with god and my relationship with my spiritual being and what i do you know what who i'm becoming cool i
1: love that that's great jamie i have a question for you okay going back to you know you just being at real team with us yeah what's the biggest challenge of just being the oldest agent at real (laughs) team like what do you think's tough about it
0: um, I hope Fred Brown's not listening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's tough about being the oldest guy in the room? Yeah, damn, Tom, just, knowing
0: just knowing Fred more Brown. than anyone else. I don't know, having more experience than all of these idiots. I don't, I don't know. What what is it? Ignorance is bliss. Sometimes
2: <laughs> I just think that all you guys are so damn happy all the time <laughs> that I was like, man, you could really stand to see some. Fucked up situations <laughs> in your life. Do you, no, I'm kidding. But no, it's, I mean, it's a different perspective, which is kind of why I'm there to be around all that young energy and, and, uh, stuff. So yeah, I'm the old guy in the room, which is kind of weird. I don't feel like the oldest guy in the room, which is kind of, um, you guys don't see that. But.
0: I feel like it makes you younger. Mm-hmm. And for me, anyway, cause I'm one of the older ones there. And I feel like being surrounded by all the young blood really like, right does something to you it makes it honestly makes you younger you start thinking younger and acting younger and it's just i think it's a good thing especially when you hear a 21 year old kid closing his butt off on
2: the phone you're like damn okay that's awesome
1: if only it could heal that bum knee of yours you be golden <laughs> right
2: <laughs> speaking of the knee like, so
1: <laughs> i can't wait hey
2: so
0: what well, wait what happened i know you had a knee injury what how did this happen yeah i mean so tell us a little
2: tell us about that listing appointment you went on this is so messed up okay so i joined real team and uh, i'm working my working my ass off to get listing appointments and you know trying to do the thing get back in the mix and i'd Talk to this client. I go to their house. They want to see. Wait, where's the house?
0: Yeah, Where'd yeah, you yeah. Go? That's we Let's now. fill this in with some details. Well, the house
2: is in like Armada or something. Is where I met them. Where they live, and they that that house has got construction going on. It's just a lot of stuff going on. So they say we want to buy investment properties, and they're showing me bank accounts. Okay, they're great. Detroit. They proofed, up. they proofed up. All right, Detroit. No, they want to go to Flint.
1: Oh. Yeah, even better. Flint Love time, baby. That.
2: Okay. So we're going to Flint and I, you know, I, I just had this gut feeling about going to Flint. I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. It's a drive it's late in the day. I just don't feel that this is what, I, okay, I'm doing it. Cause I'm hungry. Day, actually, Dave was in my head. Dave's like, you got to do everything you can to get some business going. And you know, you can't turn away from the business and you just got to make it happen. I'm like, all right, shit. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm so, so what for- time of the day was this at? It's like six o'clock, oh, man. six p.m. Six Jane,
1: just just a side note. You know that's where I grew up, right? We're in Flint? a race, Genesee the- County, baby. Yeah, and Davison. I spent thirty days in the clink there. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, know <laughs>
2: I know some girls from Davidson. I know some girls from Davidson.
1: Yeah, they're good.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it <laughs> in. <laughs> anyway, we're anyway,
2: reeling it in. So. <laughs> I went to Flint to show these houses and it was getting late and this is kind of a weird thing. So show the first house and it's starting to get a little bit darker. We go to the second house. It was supposed to be a duplex, but they had this weird part of the house that was cordoned off and you couldn't get to it. And I happened to notice as we were walking through this house, it was, must've been an older couple or something that lived there that left because a lot of their belongings were still there. And I happen to notice this wooden pair of crutches sitting against this thing, and I, for some reason, I was like, wow, those are old crutches. They just like stuck out to me for some reason.
1: I feel like Jamie's about to tell us like a <laughs> horror story.
2: <laughs> I'm weird. I'm connected like this, so this happens. So anyway, I see the crutches, and I think, I think, you know, we're. We leave the house to go find this other entryway. Well, I don't walk slow. Well, when I don't have a bum knee, I don't walk slow. I'm on a clip, right? So, I'm walking around the house, and I didn't see the pavement kind of shifted in the back, and it was completely iced over. So I went to turn the corner to go toward this back door, and next thing you know, I slam on the ground, and um, this is r- – Really traumatic. It, like, gave me chills to think about this for days after. Next thing I you know, I'm writhing on the ground. My kneecap is on the side of my leg, oh, and I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I grabbed my kneecap and jammed it back into place.
1: All right, man. And
2: <laughs> and Sorry if it's too graphic, but this well, is real. Well, I just
1: don't know why you jammed and, it back into place. <laughs> it
2: needs uh, to go somewhere. As because if you're it, like. It was not in the right place. It was on the side of my leg.
1: So did your clients help you at that point?
3: Yeah, what
0: were the clients doing
2: at this point? You played it off for sure. You played it off. You're like, oh, it's all good. I'm fine. No, I didn't play it off.
1: There's like blood coming Let's go grab some Let's be honest.
2: So I look to my clients and I go, um, so I just put my kneecap back in place and uh, if you could help me stand up, I have to go to the hospital now. And my client, like my client's like, oh, you'll be fine. Just walk it off. You know, you will be fine. And I'm like, I just looked it. at her. I go, I, I just looked at her. I go, I'm sorry, we're done today. <laughs> so, did and, you drive and, to the hospital? And uh, I need you to walk back in the house and go get those crutches. Get those crutches. You remember the crutches? The crutches were like, first thing in my brain. Holy shit, there's crutches in there. I need them. <laughs> so, I made the client go back in. I'm shaking like crazy i'm in flint okay do you think i'm going to er in flint flint's i'm sure it's fine but i'm not going to go to the er in flint i mean hey, I don't hur- know. it's early no early yeah well there's early there yeah. but
1: you know you got some options there you could have went right to grand Blanc.
2: it's just outside For... my comfort zone so um so you drove home i drove you drove home home to
1: well, is it your leg that you drive with or no <laughs>
0: well, i'm driving a six speed <laughs> so I... So oh, I, have to work, yes. I have to work the clutch. Wow, you're one of 17 people that's driving a
2: manual right My now. I love it. right leg is blowing up as like as I'm driving the 45 minutes. And um, it was extremely painful. But I made it. And as soon as I made it to the hospital, I pulled into the emergency room. I tried to jump out of the car and just like kind of fell. And the guy looks at me, hey, do you need some help? And I was like, yeah, if you get me a wheelchair. And I get inside. And then the one guy, the security guy, is like, hey, you got to move your car. And I just looked at him and I go, "It's not moving." He's like, "Well, I'm going to have to tow it." And I go, "Well, you're just going to have to do what you have to do then." Oh, no. did
1: you offer him your keys like could you could move it? I was it, like, sir? "Would
2: you please move it for me?" And he's like, "All right." And then he goes back, "I can't drive a stick."
0: Oh no.
3: And, Millennials. Yeah, so. So I got a funny story about <laughs> getting hurt and having to drive a stick shift too. So once upon a time, I was like <laughs> this,
1: is interesting. this is like 2000
3: and I don't know 3. So I'm like just a couple years out of high school. And uh, we decided we're going to sneak into the uh, into the stadium at Dakota High School, which is where I went to high school. Nice, and play football. And um, so we had to jump a twelve foot fence to get onto the field because the gate was locked. Of course, and we're pl- and you guys. I mean, anybody that knows me knows I'm on athletic as fuck. Like it's just it is what it is. I can't I, play I've sports. I've
0: seen you. I've seen the video of you trying to stand up on a. On oh, a, on, a, on a, a paddleboard! Oh, yeah, that's yeah, not—it's not good. I'm not athletic. I'm not athletic. <laughs> anyways, so You're good at other things.
3: Yeah. So, anyways, so we're first play of the game. I'm on defense, and I'm lining up against a dude that's probably like five ten to sixty, this brick shit house. And uh, he catches the ball, and I, I'm going to go. T- and I'm skinny at this time. I'm like. A buck seventy. <laughs> I'm like Zach, a little heavier than Zach Burko at the time. Fearless. Mm. Fearless. Fearless. So I go to tackle him and I and I bear hug him and pull him down and he lands on my left shoulder. And I hit the ground with my right shoulder and snap my sh- my right shoulder blade. Oh, just me. crack it. Just instant. First play of the game. And uh there I have no other option but to jump a 12-foot fence again. <sighs> so I climb up a 12-foot chain link fence, just one arm. Chicken. Wing. One armed it. Get across the fence. And there's really not a good way to kinda like grab myself so I can climb down the fence. <laughs> so I had to jump from twelve feet to break your uh. arm. And and land blunt force on the ground with a broken shoulder. Uh. My right arm, by the way. And then at the time I had a Mustang, five speed, and I had to like Oof. shift with it. Yeah, it wasn't oh, funny. Yeah. So it was like I was out with like a broken shoulder blade for six weeks, but good as new now. It's
0: six Yeah. Wow! Yikes! Yeah, that sucks. Well, I, w- I would love to share a story about me breaking something, but I haven't. You've, so. ne-
1: you've never broke a bone.
0: Oh no! You got to tell the ski job story where you broke your wrist. Oh, oh yeah, I guess snowboarding. Uh, yeah. I did break a break a wrist and knock myself out, but whatever. It's not that exciting. What I learned about that experience is, man, morphine's a great drug. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the numbers. Main. Whoa! Anyway.
1: All right, let's uh let's get to what uh Jamie loves the most in life. Homes for Heroes. Oh yeah, yeah let's talk about Big that. Big fan of
2: Homes for Heroes. Why? Because I love to give back. I love to I love charity. I just love giving to
0: other people and you know. Same
1: question. Why? <clears throat>
0: First of all, what is Homes for Heroes? Can we clarify? Because there's some people listening to this. Yeah, you know, all 17 of them. I guess maybe 12 of them. Maybe not. Yeah. Know whoa, it whoa, does. whoa!
1: We had 18 <laughs> last week.
0: Listen. So Homes for Heroes is a program
2: for police, fire, EMS, first responders, teachers, nurses. You know, um, local heroes that get back to the community, healthcare workers. Healthcare workers, and simply, uh, simply put, we give those people. 25% of our commission or up to 25% of our commission as a direct rebate back at closing. So if you're a hero, you get money from the transaction back to you as a reward. And you also get credits from
0: lenders and we're working on some other movers and adding inspectors. And So let so, me just do, do the math real quick, Jamie. <clears throat> it, it seems to me like if I was a cop and I wanted to buy a house and I'm looking at a $200,000 house. Yeah. I I buy the house just like I normally would, but instead I use Homes for Heroes or Real Team, and they're going to give me $1,500 back? Is yeah, that- just on the real estate side. You'll get credit from the lender as well. Uh, you'll get a
2: discount on the home inspection, and um, we're working on some other discounts. So yes.
0: So at closing, they're literally handed a check for- the 25% of the real estate commission.
2: It can be at closing. Usually it's mailed to them after the closing, okay. but we can have it added to the transaction. Seems so, like a huge benefit for those people. It's massive. So let me give you a Because I know story. that
0: it's, you know, being a broker, I know that if I were to do a real estate transaction for even my mom, right, I, I can't just cut her a check at closing. It's, no. It's outside illegal? the guidelines. It's illegal. Yeah. So how is, it, how is it even legal? How can we do this?
2: Well, Homes for Heroes was started after 9/11 as a way of giving back to first responders. It's a 501c3, okay, and um, so it's it's administered and and uh,
0: you know the the program is administered correctly Got by it. the law. So it's actually a charity. It's the money's flowing through a charity and going back to a hero. Yes, okay, correct.
2: And there there are funds through the Homes for Heroes Foundation that go back to. Um, uh, Police and fire uh, individuals or organizations to, you know, cover living expenses if someone gets hurt. So there are dollars that go back into the community from
0: homes for heroes,
2: aside from what the hero gets at their awesome. at, from the
0: closing. So I yeah. was recently at your desk and saw a uh, trophy, I guess, on yeah. your yeah. desk. Yeah, from, super uh, from that. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, that's from the 11th Precinct, uh, Detroit. Shout out to D Rob and and Eric and Mel, D Rob, D Rob, karaoke skills. Mel and Eric, I love those guys. Anyway, so we we supported the uh, Heroes Ball, and uh, I've been involved with the Detroit Police for a couple of years now, and uh, in, in and out of the pre, the precincts and helping heroes, and so they gave me an award for. What's like, that look like?
0: How do you? How did you inject yourself into the? De- Detroit Police Department, like how, How's that work?
1: Well, he was in the drunking pulled times, over. But, yeah. uh.
2: Easy
0: now. He's sitting now. in Wayne County. No, <laughs> yeah, right.
2: No, actually, actually, um, I helped. I helped a couple of police officers, and um, uh, had been involved with the Homes for Heroes program for a couple of years, and and then had a realization. Hey, uh, Mr. Police Officer, what's your boss's name? Let me talk to your boss. And he, so I talked to that person, and that person said, hey, you got you to gotta talk to this other person. And so I went up the chain and got it approved um, from the powers that be at, at the board level. Got
0: what approved?
2: The program, the Homes for Heroes program. At the board level, they gave me a blanket. Yes, you can go to the precincts and talk about this. And so I s- started showing up at precincts and presenting. And uh, How's
0: that? What's that look
2: like? I show up and say, "Hey, I'm here from Homes
0: for Heroes." And so you got to, You're like in the police. I'm station. recognized,
2: so I can walk in and like, yeah, I can walk into a precinct and well, I have relationships with
0: people now. So, and it's like when they're doing their what do they call that when everybody's standing? Roll, yeah, roll, roll call. Roll call. Okay, so so roll briefing. Call, they're briefing. They're briefing at the beginning of the at the. Uh, and they're talking about all the crimes that have happened yeah. and what's going on. The bad guys are looking for, and then you get a shot to talk to them. Yeah, get a few minutes to say, "Hey, here's homes for heroes. Here's the deal. Here's how it works." And so, um, I mean, these are all tough Detroit cops. Is that a a, a, a tough group to befriend?
2: Well, on the exterior, yeah. Because if you saw, uh, It'd be intimidating to me. I mean, if you saw a rap sheet or you saw what these guys do every single night, what what one uh, car? represents two people or whatever a uh, roll call sheet represents for one person and the calls they take in a night every 15 minutes they're at a different burglary kidnapping violent drugs blah 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 gunshots every 15 minutes for eight hours like i would be traumatized after one think what we do is
0: hard
1: right yeah, right i cried last night but yeah. buck
2: up right <laughs> wow. nobody shot at you last night
0: and that, you know all seriousness that's that's a big deal. That's why I'm honored to be down there. I was going to say, is that where the passion comes from? Yeah. It's just like recognizing that what these guys do, not many people can do. You know that, and and I've
2: learned that these are really amazing people from working with them. It's some of the just the salt of the earth, best people that I've ever worked with. They're just great people. Jamie, you've met, you know, you've met a few of them, and
1: me and D Rob have a, a a video out there. I think it's yeah. pretty good. <laughs>
0: You we know, have a lot of videos out there, I love
3: it yeah. when you call me big pop.
0: Yeah, fun. there it is. I, I broke it down with them. You did.
1: <laughs> it was just
2: amazing people. So that's why. Awesome. I asked you not to talk about that's, those videos. Uh, that's
0: that's it's, God's work there. It is God's work. <laughs> it is for sure.
1: That's awesome. Uh Dave, hold what on. Do
0: you... One more question on Homes for Heroes. I'm sorry. Okay. Please. Let's talk about that. So <clears throat> I think we have a goal, right? Because Real Team has decided to get, you know, with you coming to real team really one of the things that you brought besides your experience was the Homes for Heroes program. And anybody can sign up for it, right? Anybody can do it. But it's all about the doing that makes the difference. It is. And you're the guy that's actually been working the system, working the program, working Homes for Heroes to Mm -hmm. really make it work. So who is the – or not who, but what are the the top – real estate teams in the country that are doing Homes for Hero, what's, what's the most transactions that they've done? The number yeah, one team. That's a great question.
2: This sets us up where we're going. So Real Team is going to be the number one Homes for Heroes affiliate in the country um, in, on short order. Say that
3: with confidence. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we looked at the numbers. It's gonna, it's
2: it's it's gonna happen. I've had this picture in my mind since I've started four years, and now that Real Team is part of the picture, that's definitely doable. So the top affiliate in the country did 202 transactions last year. Okay, we can smash that just based on the marketing area that we have as a territory we have claimed. It's it's worth several hundred transactions. It's just you know, all of us putting our heads together to, to do the work. Out. You got to go out and you got to meet with the, uh, meet with the police chiefs and you got to figure out how to get, you know, I'll be honest with you. The part of me getting into the police precincts and the fire stations is I just show up and knock on the door. Hey, I'm here and I've got kicked out of a few places. I've gotten like, Hey, what the hell are you doing in my precinct? Like,
1: Well, you're used to that. You show up at like a lot of parties and stuff and they're like, come on, guy, you weren't invited. Well,
2: come on. I mean, I did. So go back to the rock thing. (laughs) I did get my bands go from a no name like cover band to getting signed to Universal Records. I figured out if you can figure out how to knock on doors of promoters and people that are in music business, you can get other people to respond.
1: Right.
0: You just got to rattle the cage 10 times harder. That's awesome. awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes because it's such a good thing. But.
1: I am, and we're already seeing success from it.
0: Yeah. We but already have a small, small deal,
1: obviously, but we already have what, a handful of deals. Yeah. That, I mean, it's awesome.
2: Rich so. has got a deal.
1: Danny that's, Frawley's got a deal.
2: Rich has got one that's going to be, they're going to sell their house at $250. they are going to buy a $400,000 home. Huh. The hero's going to see almost $7,000 come back to them as a rebate. Awesome, but that's six or seven hundred thousand dollars in volume that Real Team wouldn't have seen, but the Heroes program snagged them, and now they love us. Of
1: course, right. and they'll tell their friends. And about they're going to tell their
0: friends. I mean, think about what what a Detroit police officer does. He rides in a car with his buddy all day, you know, fighting bad guys. But they're next. They're shoulder to shoulder all day talking about it. That guy's going to talk about this benefit that he got through Real Team. Yep. You know what I mean? It just it makes sense that we're going to see a huge amount of volume with these guys. The I mean, referrals are going to be like just rolling. I can't wait to see the whole company charged up behind it. Obviously, it's a test case and we are Nobody knows about it. You nobody know knows mean? about like it, yeah. The, the company, I mean, Southfield, you guys know about it, but you know, nobody really knows about it that well, yeah.
2: Yeah. The
3: the only way to I mean, those Facebook pages, right? There are two other Facebook pages
0: what's the name of the facebook pages Homes Ours. for
3: heroes? uh yeah um, just homes for heroes homes michigan. for heroes michigan yeah, homes for heroes michigan go give it a like i think we're over 200 right now right yeah, in right. less than a week's time 270 and, and 230, the highest the highest page uh the next highest page is like 80 yeah we okay. had 80 in like an hour awesome yeah so i mean it's just it's just getting the word out it's just talking about it it's just executing at a very high level uh, it's it's preparation and and execution really is what it comes down to. So, the the thing is, is there, there's nobody, and I, I don't think I mean nobody that's equipped to to handle to handle this at, at such a large scale, right? Like it takes it takes a village, right? It takes every single person's like just focused effort and and getting this done and getting it done the right way to help as many people as possible. I
2: talked to Tom about this. We have to do Homes for Heroes and figure out how to make all this work and make those contacts while well, we do what we do every day. You still got to be on the phone doing yeah. listing appointments. You still have to be hustling and pushing. It doesn't mean oh, I'm doing Homes for Heroes, so I don't have to do this. Right. You still have to hustle. And then you got to figure out how to make connections and expand your territory. Right. This
0: is like, this is a different layer of what we teach all of our new agents, right? Okay. So, We always teach prospecting, right? We've got that down. Everybody knows you got to prospect two hours a day. This is the next level. This is almost project management, if you will. Yeah, it's relationship building, project management. It's another layer of, hey, how do I really guarantee success in real estate? Not only do I prospect two hours a day, but I'm also executing at a high level, creating relationships with organizations for a great cause to in turn get – repeat business over and over again from people that are doing the good things mm-hmm. in our community. Right. So, yeah. Well, the
1: good news is, Jamie, like you mentioned at the beginning, that you have Real Team behind you now. Yes. And Real Team has never so said that they were that. going to do something or set their minds to something that they didn't do because Tom and Danny are so fucking hard-headed. They're well, that's not, that's not true. An so answer.
0: I signed up for Homes for Heroes with Real Team. Um, well before. What well before. You. And I <laughs> failed at it. I completely failed at like it. Like most people Because I I thought it was a – I looked at it the wrong way. I looked at it as, okay, sign up for this. Then I'm going to get a bunch of leads from cops and firefighters that want to do real estate. That's (laughs) it. Wrong. Nope. I got zero leads. Well, so here's the thing.
3: So for everybody listening, read my lips. Nothing – there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? Like. It, it's the law of attraction, despise right? Despise the free lunch. Despise the free lunch.
1: Oh, Jay Number knows that one. No one oh, else yeah. listening does. We were those, talking though. about that a couple <laughs> of weeks ago.
3: We mentioned that someone. We were cracking a joke about it, and, and Jamie's ears perked up. He's like,
0: "Whoa! <laughs> it's like, how do you guys know about that? Yeah, yeah. How do you know about that?" When I was like 19 years old, he, he showed me that book, and it was like, "Don't ever show anybody this book." Which book? You are showed, me that about? showed us. You showed me that book. You're like. Forty
3: eight laws ever, of you're, power. You're like, Don't ever show anybody this book. Forty eight laws the, of power. I,
1: I showed Jamie the app. Now I have the app on my phone. Oh, the
0: app's great too. Oh,
1: it's so good. Every yeah. time that someone like is trying to like fuck me over a little bit, I'm like, hold on, let me just see which one I can see. Don't use shine here. out the master.
0: Don't outshine the master, bitch.
1: Yeah, right. exactly.
3: So, anyways, what I was saying is is <laughs> like the law of attraction, right? You if you put if you put shit onto the world, you're gonna get shit right back. It's like garbage in, garbage out. The the, the more quality that you put out is the the quality you're gonna put it you're gonna get back right? Like yeah. I always tell newer agents, like you're not skilled, you're as skilled as you need to be, which it's okay, it comes with time. But like you're going to attract kind of you know kind of weird situations and, and transactions and deals and and until you learn how to kind of see that coming from a mile away, it, it, like we can see it coming from a mile away, right? Like we've been in the business for a while, but in the beginning you don't see it. And you attract you attract a lot of shit. I mean, it just, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's the growing pains of real estate or anything really. But, um, you know, even with this homes for heroes thing, like, yeah, you do still have to put in work. You still have to put, you give it a, give it a great effort and, and you will, you can reap the rewards after the fact, you know, but yeah, it's what you put out. Yeah, it's that not like, get back. it's not like
0: you can buy a pair of Jordans and put them on and now you're Michael Jordan. Right. Yeah, but right. when I was when I was twelve, think. I thought that
2: was how. It worked. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's that's how just how because it works. just
0: just because you you watch
3: Bruce
2: Lee movies doesn't mean you know karate, right? You know
3: right.
0: What I mean, <laughs> I like, but that
2: I, one. here's the, here's the thing that that people need to realize, and I think the lesson that comes with this: when you become involved with the Homes for Heroes program, you it forces you be to to become involved in the community. It forces you because you can't have a shallow relationship and show up and talk to the local firefighter one time. And you're going to get business from it. You got to show up at the picnics. You got to show up at the VFW things. You got to show up at the get-togethers, and just be there. And it teaches you to become involved in the community at a deeper level. That's where it really starts to click in, you know.
1: And it just makes you a better person, right? Just yeah, like you said, being around those. That's people
2: what life is that. about, right? Yeah. It's connecting and being involved. I
3: was
1: watching. Sometimes- uh, Go
3: ahead. I saw this video last night um, on LinkedIn. Uh, you w- just lay in your bed
0: and like watch you like, go all deep he into does. the internet that's i know I you, you go so deep into it oh yeah and then i start 11, 45, i get a video and
1: i'm like what the fuck is this guy doing he's like watch it in the morning it'll change your life i'm like no it won't. again yeah i know it just
3: changed my life <laughs> yesterday was- i sent out that sure, video man. i sent out like two or three different videos to like six or seven people last night i was like you got to watch this video it's going to change your life like that's 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 the go to but
0: anyways i was watching but you this don't this- want to change my life i didn't get it
1: <laughs> i didn't get that's the video fascinating hmm. yeah
3: okay so i'll send you some shit <laughs> <laughs> you but, asked for it remember <laughs> no i watch this video i watched this video about uh Dwayne wade right so he just retired oh, that just, one yeah. did you see it
0: it's amazing did you kind see it, it makes it, you cry
3: yeah it makes you cry right that's why like, he
1: didn't send it to you tom he knew you already saw it
3: well i'm a crier i didn't share that video but anyways uh so basically the guy had a, an incredible career three time champion mvp like really really good basketball player but even better human being right like he shared he sw- he swapped jerseys with like top players every single game this whole season because he knew it was going to be his last last year in the, in basketball. Well, the commercial, the video, it's I think it's a it's a Bud Light. It's a Budweiser. Budweiser, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, basically, Bud he, heavy. They introduced they they uh, introduce him to five people. He has no idea who he's meeting at center court, and it's his mom, a girl who her brother passed away, who idolized you know Dwayne Wade, who helped. Get them a scholarship and a couple other people like that totally had a, he had an incredible impact on their lives. And it just makes you think like, yeah, that's what it's all about, right? you got to be, you've got to
0: grow as a human being too.
2: Mostly. Yeah. No grow, you die.
0: Not growing, you're dying. And like bringing it back to Real Team, you know, that's why we go all in on the coaching. I mean, I, I don't know of any other real estate company that can honestly say our agents get one on one coaching every single week, right? Like hardcore too, right? I mean, that's that's what, what makes it different is, you know, you coach a ton of people, Dave. That you are influencing their lives. Like you are literally helping them change their mindsets, set goals that maybe they've never had before. Like it, it makes, you're making a difference with people, right? When you coach somebody, it's impactful, hopefully. Yeah, so you're a I mean, good coach.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, and and if and if it's not, I would I would fully expect to get that feedback that it's that maybe it's something's ineffective or whatever. Until then, you know, I'll just keep doing the same thing. But I just try to find out what's important to that person. Each you know, each individual person, find out what it is that drives them. What are they after? What is it that's important to them? What do they want out of this job or out of this career? And um and and help coach them to get to that. Who's you know? coaching you, Dave? Um, I Chandler. Um, you. You know, I've, I've called you a ton of times, you know, Danny, um, just Annette, I mean, everybody, you know,
2: it's, it's a, it's, it's one big coaching. So let me add this coming into real team. Uh, it was obvious early on you're on the phone at 7am. When I walk in the door in the office, you guys are on this phone. I'm like, who the hell are they? Are they talking to clients already? (laughs) No, they're getting coached up. Like everybody in the, everybody in the building is getting coached up from 7am on. You know, it's, I've never seen anything like it. And I'm not going to mention other brokerage names, but I've been to some, when I first got my real estate license, I went to a big bro, big box broker and, uh, and a small broker. And that was not happening. Not at 7am. Even at QL. No, you not know. that early. No. It's like, get it early, get it often, like get it, make it happen.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like we some days we get so annoyed like it's like <laughs> 7:15 and I'm like fuck Chandler do you really have to talk so loud right now like I'm just trying to get my day you started You were coming hey.
2: after somebody for I
0: talking know. loud? I know. Really? I know. <laughs> right? I know, right? I know. What? What? Hey, what give me a percentage. What's the percent that you actually listen to that call while standing naked? Cuz for me it's high. Uh, like I'm usually minus, in my bathroom yeah, when minus I'm. Minus minus zero
1: percent because I'm in the office before seven every day.
0: Mm, makes you better than me. I
1: what? yeah I agree with you. you know, that's another that's
3: another thing. Like why are we in? Like it's real estate, right? Real estate doesn't is not alive at seven eight o'clock in the morning, right? People don't come in. But it's what?
0: plug and play, right? It, it can be. You can call it real estate. You could call it basketball. You could call it the military. You could call it being a cop. Whatever you want, you can approach things the same way. Like like. High-level people approach things the same way. I don't care if it's baking cookies. If you want to be the badass cookie baker, you're in there at seven o'clock, right? Like if you're a high-level individual, it doesn't matter what you're doing. High-level players coach
2: before the game and after the game. They're they're practicing before and after, right? Right. And during.
1: I mean, I truly believe that my most impactful hours are from seven to nine, just because I have my best conversations. Because most people, even if they're in the office. Their energy is low. I mean, it's man, the morning, we, we right? Talk, They're fucking tired. We talked tired. today at
0: seven forty-five. We
1: did, and it was great, right? It but was like, awesome. I have like when I'm with you in the morning, you're there at like seven thirty. Like, I feel like I don't know. It just sets the tone for the day, right? Like, it's so much fun to be in there early before everyone else. And if it's just him and I in the office, and he's on the phone fucking up, and I'm like, "Is this what you're gonna do all day? You should just go home, man. What are you doing?" <laughs> well,
0: it's here's just, the other it's thing. It's so much like, fun when you have a culture that that's like that, right? So. Isn't it really easy to tell when you walk when you roll in the office at 745 and you look around you're like who's here? Aren't those the people you're like those are the people I want in my foxhole? Those mm-hmm. are the people those that's my core. Those Not are the sure. people I want to take with me. Right? Like it's so easy to tell who are the ones that are bought in.
1: Right. And when you say take with me, I think like the, when I look around at 7:45, those are the people that I'm giving my buyers to my sellers to. I mean, yeah. Those are the people that I'm trusting. Those are the people that, like, if I need something, I'm going to them. And those are the people that I'm going to focus on because I know that they care.
3: Right, it's important to them, hundred percent. All right, moving on. So rapid fire round. Um, you we, guys got, have to think- we got five minutes left. Yeah, you guys got to think of each uh, each think of a question to ask Jamie. I'll start first. Favorite favorite book? Uh, business or real estate related? Think
0: and grow
2: rich. Why? Change my life. It was the Napoleon first. Hill, right? it was the first book that I read. That you know, when I was coming up and I was looking for answers, that gave me a perspective on what was available. How many times have you read that book in your life? Five times. That's two questions. Yeah, that's two. But it was
3: like four. Anyways. I love that book.
0: <laughs> Tom, go. Um, favorite band? Who's your favorite band? Your music guy? Who's your? I don't think I know favorite this. Actually, I don't ever. know if you've. Actually... You can't
1: say yourself. Oh
0: yeah pop <laughs> evil that
2: would not be my pop favorite evil band. with me <laughs> yeah
0: right check them out i mean you know it's pretty good um a favorite band I that's on the spot i know it's hard for
2: you you maybe don't have one i don't know um you know i would have to say the chili peppers are right up there but then crosby stills Nash. ash i dig the all of it no you know? it's the chili peppers yeah for you a funky kind of thing like that yeah
1: um all right i'm my my question is going to go deep because i like going deep james all
2: right let's do that
1: so you are one of the mo- you remind me of time you're one of the most positive people i know even except when you're shitty day, <laughs> except for today you <laughs> fucking sucked so bad today but either way you're smiling again so what is like you've been in sales for a while and some days i'm like fuck i want to kill myself i just want to jump off the building of i don't want to do this Like, what is one piece of advice that you can give me or anybody else that, like, how do you just keep the positive attitude? And I don't want a cheesy answer. Like, how do you, like, how do you stay positive when it fucking sucks?
2: Yeah. Um, Well, you just, you just have to, I mean, you don't really have a choice, you know, for me, it's staying positive is, you know, because the opposite is giving up, right? I have to stay positive because i want more i want better i want it's just the drive it's just internal and um
1: yeah so what if i don't have that internal drive what do i do or what would you do if you don't have it
2: so because
1: you didn't always have it i would have to assume you weren't born with it
2: well no so you have to set a routine so you have to get used to, and i've i've seen a lot of this from Joe Rogan's podcast. from every, You have to set a routine that you're really uncomfortable with and that pushes you outside of your comfort zone and you fucking execute it. It Re- doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you get up at four, like we were talking about with the video this morning, if you get up at
0: four... It's earlier now. Put 4.30 before. Put your shoes on.
2: Well, The video we watched this morning with, with uh, Gobbins. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, embraces suck, right? So if you get up at four and your goal is to start running... When you wake up at 4 o'clock, do you feel like ready? Fuck no. Put your shoes on and go. Right when you come back, you'll be glad you did it. And the next, and the next, and the next. Just embrace the thing that you don't want to do, and suddenly your expectation and your level of possibility is beyond.
0: There it is. Is this, this, this going to be numbers? our outro? Outro music. <laughs> yeah this is a jay number song yeah that's a song did you write this one i did write
1: that it sounds like it sounds like uh tom's kicking us off so we can listen to the music (laughs) at the end so thanks jane we love you thanks for coming hey
3: hey for for our listeners out there you guys don't want to miss next uh next episode d shick in the house d
0: shick
1: and he's super comfortable talking in front of people it's great
3: thanks jamie bye guys thank you